Be there for your partner, during both the highs and the lows, the good times and the bad times, the best times and the worst times. Offer emotional support, understanding, encouragement, empathy, compassion. Create an emotionally safe space for you and your partner. When someone feels emotionally supported, they feel like they can be themselves with you. Welcome back to the What's Up and What's Next podcast, the greatest podcast of all times. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in for another week, another episode, another set of insights. I absolutely appreciate every single one of you that comes and take some time and energy out of your busy schedule to come listen to the podcast. It means the world to me and it means the world to the podcast. So thank you so, so much. Hit the follow button, hit the subscribe, leave us a review. It literally only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world for me and the podcast. But more importantly, it helps us grow bigger and better. And the more people the podcast can reach, the better because the more impact and the more positivity we can spread around. So if you can, just take a couple of seconds, hit the follow button, hit the subscribe, leave us a review. It takes a couple of seconds and it helps so, so much. Thank you. Today, I wanted to spend some time talking about relationship tips. Now, relationships is probably one of my favorite topics to speak about, whether that be on podcasts, on videos that I make, newsletters that I send. I just love talking about relationships and of course love as well. But this is one of those topics that really spikes my interest so much and I have done so many episodes in the past on this podcast about love and relationships and here's another one. <laughs> Today I want to share 10 tips to better your relationships. They're simple tips, some of them might even seem obvious, some of them might be less obvious but they're all equally important to keep and build and grow your relationship. So I hope that this episode helps. Let's get right into it. The first one is effective communication. We all heard this, communication is key. Communication is key. We've heard this multiple times. Communication is key in relationships. Communication is key in friendships. Communication is key at work. Communication is key. We've heard it a thousand times. But I think even though we know this, a lot of the time we fail to apply this, right? We all know that we have to practice active listening because that is a lot more important than just overpowering the relationship by speaking. And yet a lot of us struggle with active listening. And when I say active listening, I am talking about the ability for you to listen to your partner convey their feelings, convey their thoughts, convey their emotions openly to you whilst you absorb and understand. You're not trying to interrupt every second. You're not trying to justify and answer everything in a moment. No, you're just holding the space. I think holding space is such an underrated skill. 
It's also a skill that isn't really taught anywhere, but it's such a useful skill because when you are able to hold space and just practice active listening, which is the act of fully being present, right? You're not waiting for them to finish so that you can reply. You're not trying to interrupt them every second. You're not trying to justify and defend. You're just trying to understand. Active listening is about being present and trying to understand. Because in a moment where your partner communicates something to you, really and truly, all that you want in that moment is to be understood and to be heard and to be seen and to be valued. And in a relationship, especially when there's conversations going on, the best way that you can make someone feel heard, understood, seen and valued is simply by listening actively, being present, understanding, holding space. These things can change the tone of your relationship and they can set the direction of your relationship. So we covered practicing active listening. Now let's cover practicing expressing your thoughts and feelings openly. For me, the way I look at it is if there's something that you want to express, something that is in your mind, something that is on your heart, whatever that is. First, articulate that for yourself. The worst thing that you can do is trying to express your thoughts out loud to your partner when you haven't even expressed and processed, more importantly, processed those thoughts for yourself. So if something's on your mind or on your heart, it is your responsibility to first understand and process those thoughts so that you can better articulate yourself. Because when you don't process and you go straight into articulation, what happens often is you misarticulate. You misexpress. And then that leads to misunderstandings. And then that leads to misinterpretations. And that was never your intention. Your intention is not to be misunderstood or to be misinterpreted. And of course, you don't have full control of that. It takes two to tango. But the best thing that you can do is process your thoughts first, process your feelings first, process your emotions first, understand them, sit with them, articulate them for yourself, express them for yourself. And then when you fully grasp them, then Communicate that with your partner. Then you express your thoughts and feelings openly to your partner. Trust and honesty. You build trust through honesty. You build trust through integrity. You build trust by staying true to your word and your action. You build trust by making sure that your words are aligned to your actions. Trust is without a doubt one of the strongest foundations in a relationship. And it's the reason why a lot of the relationships nowadays are able to sustain the level of healthiness and success they have. Trust isn't something that you just either have or you don't. Trust is something that you continuously put the work in. You continuously have to build 
and develop and nurture that trust. It's not just something that I have or that you have or that someone else has. It's something that you develop. And I feel like there's such a big, big misconception here, which is we tend to believe that we either have trust or we don't. And we use language like, I trust you. And we use language like, I have trust in you. And we use language that suggests that trust is this, uh, this thing that you have or you don't. But actually, you build that, you develop that, you work on that. Trust, for it to be truly maintained, has to be nurtured. It's not just something that you have or that you don't. It's something that you either work on and towards or it's something that you are slacking and lacking on forwards. Respect and empathy. Treat your partner with respect. Value their perspective. Show empathy by understanding and validating their emotions. Multiple things here. The first part, treat your partner with respect. If you truly care about someone, the biggest sign of that is the respect in which you treat them with. If you disrespect someone, you don't care about them the way you say you do. Because if you did, you'd make them feel respected. And then the second part of what I said earlier is value their perspective. It's going to be natural that you and your partner have different views different opinions, different perspectives, different perceptions. That's normal and expected. At the end of the day, you're both different individuals and it doesn't matter how similar you may be or how many things in common you may have. At the end of the day, you're still two different individuals with your own individuality, with your own set of values, with your own opinions and views. And so it's so important that you value the other person's perspectives as much as you value your own. I'm not saying you have to agree with them on everything. That's not what I'm suggesting. You don't have to agree. And in fact, the beauty here is that you can disagree with someone and still value their perspectives, right? You can disagree with someone and still value their perspectives, still respect their perspectives. I know it sounds crazy in the world that we live in because the world that we live in suggests that you almost cannot disagree or have a different opinion but let's ignore everything else that is going on in the world when it comes to disagreements. My perspective is that disagreements are actually just as healthy as agreements. Agreeing on everything doesn't actually reflect anything about your relationship, right? The ability for you to disagree, still respect each other, still value each other's perspective is one of the biggest keys in a relationship. Now, I'm not saying you have to value what they value as much as you value it. And I'm not saying that they have to value what you value 
as much as you value it. But at the very least, you should be able to have a level of respect and empathy towards their perspectives, their views, their perceptions and their opinions and vice versa. They should have the same for you. You're two different people. You're allowed to disagree or have different preferences. Maybe your partner prefers chicken. Maybe you prefer sushi. Again, very silly example, but you kind of get the point. It's okay. It's totally okay. Disagreements are healthy. I want you to know that disagreements are so, so healthy, especially when they're handled in the healthy way. And the healthy way is by showing respect and by showing that you value that perspective, even if it's not one that you possess yourself. Quality time. Dedicate quality time to your relationship. Engage in shared activities, create meaningful experiences together. Quality time is without a doubt one of those things that is so precious in any and every relationship. And when I say quality time, it's subjective and it could mean different things to different people because it's personalized. What could potentially mean quality time for one couple might mean something completely different to another couple. And that's totally fine. Quality time is personalized. Quality time is subjective. But the main thing about quality time is you don't have to spend every day together. That's not quality time, right? That's quantity time, right? Quality time is the few times that you do get to spend together where you're able to be fully present with undivided and uninterrupted attention, that makes that time so much deeper and it makes it so much valuable, which is what makes it quality time. Quality time has nothing to do with the frequency of the time that you spend together. Frequency, i.e. quantity, means nothing. So when you look at your relationship, make sure to make it a priority to schedule in some quality time. Quality time is without a doubt one of those things that is so important and so healthy for your relationship. And it's really easy to, to foster, right? All you need is presence, undivided attention and uninterrupted time. And that will make your time, however little, however much you have together, so much more special, so much more deeper and so much more valuable. Emotional support. Be there for your partner, doing both the highs and the lows, the good times and the bad times, the best times and the worst times. Offer emotional support, understanding, encouragement, empathy, compassion. Create an emotionally safe space for you and your partner. When someone feels emotionally supported, they feel like they can be themselves with you. When they feel emotionally unsupported, they start to suppress a lot of things. And that's not what you want. In your relationship, you don't want suppression. You want expression. In your relationship, you don't want avoiding and ignoring. You want embracing and expressing. You want 
your relationship to have a space that feels healthy, right? Feels healthy. This isn't about how, how it looks to the outside world. This isn't about how it sounds. This isn't any of those like hashtag relationship goals type stuff on social media. This is generally just you looking at your relationship and saying, how can I create an emotionally safe space? Because it has to feel safe. Because it has to create a sense of emotional support, emotional safety, emotional connection. When people have a space where they can connect, they feel safe and they have their own time to come to you with whatever it is that they want to, they feel supported in an emotional way. So make sure that you're there for your partner and truly be there for your partner. Don't just say, I'll be there for you. Actually be there for them. And sometimes what your partner needs isn't solutions. Sometimes all they need is just to be heard. They just need to be seen. They just need to be valued and understood. And a lot of the times that is more than enough. A lot of the times that is so much more than enough. So make sure that you are prioritizing emotional support. Conflict resolution. Develop healthy conflict resolution skills. This here is so important and and Jay Shetty speaks in his book about the three fight languages. Similar to how we have love languages, we also have fight languages. So when an argument breaks off, there are three fight styles. There is the venter, the hider, and the exploder. The venter is the person who needs to talk it out straight away. The hider is the person who actually needs some time to process things before they're able to communicate them. And the exploder is the person who simply needs their emotions heard. These three fight languages allow you to better understand how you can navigate conflict with your partner. If you understand your partner's fight style and they understand yours, you're both better able to navigate conflict together because now you know. It's the same thing as the love languages, right? If you know your partner's love languages and they know yours, then you're both able to navigate your relationship in the context of loving each other so much better. So the way that you navigate loving each other so much better should also be equally present in the way that you navigate fighting, quote unquote, fighting each other better. If you can navigate love and conflict in a healthy way, in a better way, in a personalized way, then you're better able to navigate your relationship. And I feel like that's so, so important. And I want to actually end with that note of just being able to understand that your relationship isn't just about love. Your relationship isn't just about the good things. Your relationship isn't just about the nice pictures and the videos online on social media or the travels, the dates. Your relationship will actually have the other side, which is the downs. The days where you both are going through stuff. The days where each of you has your own stuff going on, where it's stress, chaos, life stuff happening. Your relationship is going to have all of that. And in those moments, 
what you have is each other. And so if you navigate love and you navigate conflict in healthy ways, you learn to navigate your relationship in the healthiest way. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this episode has been super helpful for you. I hope you've learned something. I hope this is helpful for your own relationships. And I know I had a little bit of a focus on romantic relationships, but really and truly the things that I said today actually apply to all types of relationships. Your friendships, your work relationships, your family relationships. It's actually so much broader than that. So I hope this helps. Send this to someone that actually needs to listen to it and that you think might benefit from it. And please, 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 if you can, hit the follow button, hit the subscribe, leave us a review. It takes a couple of seconds and it means the world for the podcast. Thank you so, so much. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, then please make sure to listen to the next podcast to find out what's up and what's next.